Welcome to episode 12 of The Golden Shadow, the podcast about psychology, philosophy, myth, mysticism, and mystery. My name is Aaron Rogerson. And I'm Alyssa Polizzi. Today, we are talking about music. music. That was good at the same time. <laughs> that was like we, were, like we were harmonizing almost. We didn't plan it. We did not plan it. Um, we rehearsed this podcast very little. Yeah. Uh, so we're coming at music from a... Uh, philosophical, obviously, and psychological perspective. Mm -hmm. We're trying to explore what music is, what the nature of music is, um, how we relate to music, what it means to um, feel things when you hear music. Mm. Um, And we're also coming from a pop and rock perspective. Alyssa and I both grew up on pop music and rock music, which Mm -hmm. is very common. We're not classically trained musicians. We're definitely not coming from a place where... We listened to other types of music growing up other than really what was on the radio, you might say. Yeah, the things our parents listened to growing up and sort of passed on to us as well. Mm-hmm. But, but we are musicians. But we are musicians <laughs> as well. So we are music listeners, music lovers, but we are also musicians. Music makers. Music makers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alyssa and I have collaborated on music before. We've recorded music together. Um, our social scene has been very musical. Yeah. We know a lot of musicians. Mm-hmm. Um no one's professional, obviously. It's yeah. kind of more of a, a hobby thing, but it's mm-hmm. been a, a powerful part of our lives. So um, we'll start by trying to figure out what music kind of is from a, a technical perspective, yeah. um, sort of more of a, uh, you might even say scientific perspective, mm. try to get it like, what what is music really? Like, what, what's happening? Yeah. Um, Let's get meta, Aaron. Let's get meta. We'll start, we'll start meta and then we'll, we'll kind of ground we'll, back we'll, down to yeah, earth. We'll bring it down. From there. Um, so everyone is familiar with music. Mm. Everyone's heard music. There shouldn't be any question of, of what music is in a very yeah. surface level way. Mm. Of course, it's like, oh, it's that, you know, it sounds and, they, and it sounds great. And it's things that make you want to dance, mm. things that like make you feel things. And mm-hmm. uh, it's the in the background of movies to evoke emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, but music is very mathematical. It's very cyclical. There's a lot of um, patterns that are repeating mm. and those are nested within greater patterns that are nested within even greater patterns. For instance, um, there's like a counting of like three or four that repeats. Mm. That's a measure. So usually you'll have like in pop music, for instance, you'll have like four beats, like one, two, three, four. One, mm. psh, three. And that's kind of like the beat, and that's mm. pretty common in pop and rock music. So there's repeating numbers, and then you have repeating verses and repeating choruses, mm. um, repeating themes, repeating riffs. So music, and, and definitely the idea of like the song or pop music has this sort of um, this formula yeah. that's very mathematical yeah. of, of repeating themes, repeating patterns. Um, there's also this aspect of music that's very narrative, like a story, mm. right? It builds mm-hmm. up. It um, There's often a uh, introduction. There's um, sort of a, uh, a climax often. Sure. And then there's sort of like an outro yeah. to songs. Yeah. And there's it's it can be very formulaic, though there's infinite variation within that formula. But still there's a story the same way that we sort of think of um, movies as having stories mm-hmm. or myth- mythology as having stories. Right. There's some sort of arc to a lot of music. 
Yeah, um, we're sort of tapping into, I don't know, something that, that dives into that structure, but then allows you to move through it and reframe it through all these different expressions. But, you know, when you kind of zoom out and look at that big picture, we see you know, as you said, like the, the nested frameworks. And that's mm -hmm. actually, I think like a makeup that we see, um, kind of repeated in all different areas, whether it's the structure of a song or the structure of, of a story. Um, there's something about this general framework. One might call it sort of archetypal that yeah. allows us to express these deeper aspects. Right. Right. So we can get, get into that a little bit. The, the idea that the, the hero's journey is mm -hmm. somewhat archetypal and that's yeah. sort of like, uh, the uh, you can compare it to you can compare music to mythology in some senses. The hero's journey has the the call, yeah. uh, the exposition mm. or something mm -hmm. setting out, yeah. and then there's the abyss, sure. and then there's sort of redemption. Sure. All these uh, components of a formula yeah. that we find in a lot of the stories we like a lot, mm. a lot of the blockbusters. Um, and yet there's infinite variation within that formula. Yeah. And, and music is is similar. It's archetypal. There's yeah. something inherent in the architecture of our being mm. that resonates with a certain formula and that's what pop music is it's very formulaic right um not all music is like that there's a lot of music that it's really <laughs> doesn't follow much of a formula and there's also many different formulas there's definitely a hip-hop formula sure. there's a metal formula any genre is yeah. sort of like a formula there's mm -hmm. a a sort of an um, a collection of patterns that are similar and you're finding the same patterns in the same genre of music. Yeah. So there, there's something about that that's, I would say, archetypal. Yeah. Um, embedded into our being. Yeah. Um, speaks to the inherent structures of, of our psychology, the inherent structures of reality. So how do you think we evolve to to find music, to to be with it, to have it so embedded in our culture and our society. Right. It's, it's, it's a weird question because music, no matter how we take it apart, no matter how we try to like scrutinize music, like from a rational perspective mm. and evolutionary perspective, it still seems like something that's pretty mysterious <laughs> and strange. It doesn't yeah. really make sense. It's existence is sort of like, well, why, why three to four minutes? Why mm. is that like a pop song? Mm. Why, why not longer? Why not shorter? Yeah. Um, why does it pack so much emotion? How can, how can it evoke so much meaning when mm. it's just airwaves being manipulated? Yeah. Um, but there's various theories about this. And I, I think, I think ultimately everything is sort of rooted in materialism in some sense, scientific reality. I, I, I don't really believe in the sort of supernatural idea behind music that it's some sort of cosmic message from God or something like that, though it's definitely possible, but um, humans are very in tune with rhythms. You, there's the theory that um, uh, humans hunting in groups, the sort of bipedalism, the, the sounds of uh, feet hitting the ground over and over again, two feet hitting the ground and groups of humans um, becoming organized by listening to each other run. Hmm. And so there's a kind of a t -t 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 thing that would be adaptive to, to be really attuned to um, things like that. And you could, you could see the other examples of that maybe of, of um, just perceiving that something is running at you. Mm. It's important to perceive the, the speed of that, the sure. frequency of footsteps approaching you or um, wings flapping, or if you want to go even further, 
back with like if our squirrel ancestors, the idea of um, perceiving a spider, who knows, like the kind of perception of of rhythm is clearly an adaptive. And a sensitivity to sound. Sensitivity to sound for sure. Humans are very language oriented. And that means we're very, very attuned to the human voice. And in order to communicate a lot of meaning with language, we have to have a, a, a deep sensitivity to pitch mm. when like I'm going like, okay, and I'm rising up here. Like there's emotion mm. with that or kind of like diving down mm. and being you know, a very, talk like this. Right. It's like you're perceiving meaning yes. as I do that. Yes. Um, the speed at which I speak, mm. the, the tone of my voice, yeah. the fact that you can identify who I am. You know I'm Aaron when you listen to my voice. Mm. And I know you're Alyssa. Yeah. There's no mistake. Yeah. You can't fake that. And there's something that speaks to a deep sensitivity with sounds. Mm, and yeah. you could imagine, similar to other art, similar to movies, again, yeah. that you could distill this sensitivity to sound associated with the human voice and with language into little bundles of meaning mm. that might become music with, yeah. an, with enough tinkering and innovation. Sure. Um, but, again, uh, all these theories are just like a big... <laughs> speculation so we really we really have no idea what music is or why it has the form that it has Mm. well i think that's what kind of takes me into the mystery of of its archetypal form Mm. and sort of gives me that platform to dive into this idea of you know what is happening when we listen to music and how Mm. does it help us reach into the archetypal material of our mind and of our spirit and to me, music kind of accomplishes through sound what um, kind of like a visual art expresses through image mm-hmm. or what words express in poetry or mythology, other stories that kind of capture the heart that mm-hmm. are filled with emotion. And music is another one of those expressions, one of those sensory experiences that we have that seem to kind of give us this framework um, to step into the container that shapes meaning for us. Mm-hmm. And that is sort of deeply mysterious, deeply archetypal, because it sort of speaks to something intrinsic, something that's kind of unexplainable and yet feels kind of right. Right, something that we're grasping at from a deep unconscious place. Mm, yes, right? yes. That's, that's, <laughs> there's a lot of things about our reality, about ourselves that are taken for granted because mm. they're just there and music is just there. You wouldn't question music really unless you were becoming a serious intellectual in the 20th century of like, well, what is this thing? Music? I mean, without, <laughs> right. I mean, before that, you know, if, if you're thinking in the past, people just experience music, mm. they experience the voice and it's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. And we experience music now as we're growing up and it's, it's just there. Yeah. Um, and rationally, trying to decipher what's happening doesn't work mm. because ultimately it's just not a rational thing. Yeah. It's far deeper than that. Right. And that's, the, that's what all this mystery, mm. um, all this mystery is. And you know, that's, that's part of our introduction is, uh, psychology, philosophy, myth, mysticism, and mystery. We're kind of tapping into yes. like, what are these weird things about us that are so unconscious, that are so under the surface that we can't right. make sense of? And, and I think even sort of anecdotally speaking that most individuals would find it somewhat difficult to truly explain what their experience to music is. Like what causes somebody to be able to say, this was 
the album that I fell in love, mm-hmm. you know, with my partner too, you know. Right. So music is, is very personal yeah. in that way. And people have a, a, an identity that they establish with music. Mm. And not everyone feels as strongly as others do, but usually people have a very personal nostalgic relationship with music. Yeah. Um, that might just be a product of your experience, sure. where you live, yeah. um, what your family listened to. Yeah. It's, I mean, that's definitely part of it. You can't really, you can't really negate yeah. what you grew up listening to or what you were exposed to, but there's also something going on that speaks to personality type. Right. There's a point where you realize I'm starting to choose my own music for myself. Right. And right. it's like before that, maybe I always listened to like what my older sister did mm-hmm. or what my father listened to. But now I'm venturing out and I'm kind of choosing for myself. Right. Finding your voice. Finding your voice. Yeah. Um, and it's it's a very interesting thing because like often people find music that's not their own mm. to be sort of blasphemous. <laughs> I think a, a common thing that you can hear people say it, it often is kind of a stereotype for like older people. Yeah. Just be like, this isn't music. Like, what is this <laughs> crap the kids are listening to? Like, right. what is this isn't music? This is this ain't no Dean Martin or uh, old swivel hips Elvis. Like, what is you know? And and we're used to that kind of stereotype, but it's true that um. That we we take our music very personally, yeah, um, and we begin to identify with it, mm. and something about it speaks to um, who we are, yeah, and our relationship with the world. Mm. So, in this sense, for me, my the kind of music that I have found that I have gravitated towards over time, um, once I started to choose my own music, as you said, yeah. Uh, is usually something that feels pretty powerful and energetic. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of positivity to a lot of the music I like, like mm. not, not in a like sentimental and um, kind of uh, over the top way, mm. but feelings of hope, sure. feelings of uh, heroism, mm. I would say. Mm. Um, and that translates to power pop music sure. often. Mm-hmm. Um, it translates to a lot of rock music, um, alternative rock music that has a lot of energy to it. Yeah. Usually that's not ugly too much. <laughs> I mean, there, there's a lot of music that, you know, you wouldn't say it's just the only way you could describe it as ugly, but like Nirvana, for example. Right. There's something right. about yeah, Nirvana. That, well, it's grunge. <laughs> it's grunge, right? There, there's something about Nirvana that is heavy and powerful, right. but there's also kind of like an ugliness to yeah, it. It's, there's, yeah. there's kind of a, that's part of it. a darkness to it, yeah, a dirtiness dark. to yeah. it, and that doesn't speak to me mm. as much as something that feels a little more clean. Mm. Um, like uh, the Strokes, for example, were a big band for me growing up. Um, there's something about them; they're, they're not just super, super, super clean. Obviously, they're kind of edgy in some yeah. way, but there there is a little more of a, a, a positivity and straight aheadness mm. compared to some of the more dissonant, kind of angry sounding music. Yeah. Um, or like The Cure, for instance, is a band I like, and there's something about it that's like romantic mm, and yeah. beautiful mm. and speaks to deep emotions of, yeah. of longing for love mm. and not so much just like angst and right, not nihilism, right. yeah. which tends to turn me off. And I think that speaks to who I am. That's, right. that's how I feel. Yeah, so it's an interesting experience then to reflect upon what music you're drawn to. Mm-hmm. And to start to find um, within that the reflections of your own 
uh, sort of orientation to the world and your own emotional expressions or what kind of really feels true to who you are deep, deep down. Because with music, you don't have to prove that to anybody. You don't mm -hmm. have to show up uh, in any way or any form. It's yours and mm. it's yours alone and mm. you get to be in your room listening to it or it's plugged into your ears. It's something that you can claim for yourself. And, you know, maybe you do have to explain a little bit why you might like a band or an artist. But ultimately, you know, it's it's something that I think just uh, allows us to to find a sense of identity mm. and to really anchor ourself um, and, and start to, to kind of discover then how we want to express parts of ourselves because the music is kind of showing us a way, you know, for you, it's, it's the draw being drawn towards that powerful, romantic kind of straight ahead. And I think to me, those, those are all kind of qualities that I see within you as an individual as well. Right. I mean, we talked about like the big five personality mm -hmm. tests, yes. um, a few episodes ago, but, uh, you know, my personality is, is one, I'm, I'm very conscientious. There's mm -hmm. a, there's a feeling of order that I like, there's yeah. a feeling of responsibility there's sort of um, this desire for things to work correctly, mm. uh, but there's also this openness in me, um, and it just reflects this kind of like romanticism, yeah. Um, but energy, mm. also lots of power, yeah. Um, and it feels kind of like, uh, you know, kind of like the warrior of light or mm. something like that. Is sort of mm. like how I feel about music. <laughs> it's like that's kind of like the like uh, the archetype. I might I might like. Um, project onto like my music is some like hero sure. who's like for love and glory like or something <laughs> like that um that some people find a little overly sentimental or kind of sure. like silly and yeah. like you know i've been made fun of before for that mm -hmm. that's that's okay yeah so we're sort of tapping into this idea of you know really taking this discerning eye to your musical tastes and then even as orange just did sort of finding this uh this figure this kind of like little avatar and and what does that say about you and your strengths and your expressions um and then also thinking what you know the type of music you're not drawn to and what turns you off mm -hmm. um because that also certainly speaks to aspects of your own shadow mm -hmm. things that you um, turn away from yeah um, maybe parts of yourself that have to do with uh, previous experiences you mm -hmm. know that um, feel uncomfortable or something like that um, so using music then as this framework to to understand yourself a little bit deeper um, and and certainly for me um, I find that uh, the the musical taste that I have and what I'm drawn to quite uh, reflects my my being my personality mm -hmm. my psychological orientation and um, I'm trying to think of like what my little avatar would be something like a like mystical like singing goddess kind of powerful yet like you know wants to kind of like dance through like the cosmic world of music because mm -hmm. um, for me music's a very like spiritual experience right and uh, I always feel like uh, I tap into that place when I listen to the music that really touches me right um, I imagine kind of like a, it's like a sorceress, like <laughs> on top of a Pegasus and she, she like rides around and she like sings and as she sings, like it like makes like plants grow on the <laughs> ground and like people find like their like crops are growing better and like they're like getting all this abundance from the music, but that like sometimes that something terrible was happening 
and like you just like scream and you like destroy <laughs> things with your voice as well. Yeah, yeah. So like, there's like a lot of power, yeah, but also yeah. like a lot of like benevolence yeah. and sort of feelings of good nature and positivity and, and beauty. Yes. Um, yeah, beauty, beauty and power, I think, are a big um, aspect of what I'm drawn to in music because like I really like powerful singers. Like mm. ever since I was very young, I grew up listening to um, like a lot of, uh, of really great um, disco female singers like Gloria Gaynor and Donna Summer who just, God, do incredible things with their voice. Mm-hmm. Um, Meatloaf is like another artist I listen to a lot as a big fan. Um, yeah. And my father was as well. And there's just something about this thundering power of a voice. Uh, Linda Ronson's another really great example mm-hmm. of just, you know, singers who um, tap into that um, that deep well of musical energy, not through, you know, a guitar, but through their vocal cords, you know, right. like Robert Plant. It's just right. like, oh my God, like what is happening here? And yeah. there's just something that just mesmerizes me. It's with very, that. very operatic yeah. almost, but not over the top in a way that's so, but still the, the, the booming voice of power and the, yeah. the sincerity of it yeah. and the, yeah. the beauty of it. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, that reflects who you are mm. in, in a serious way. It's, it's also interesting to kind of, um, talk about our relationships to creating music. Yeah. As we said, that we're, we're both musicians. Um, I'm probably a more committed musician than you are. I've spent more time playing music, Definitely. but, um, <laughs> there is sort of a, uh, a masculine thinker relationship that I have with music mm-hmm. that very much involves, um, a lot of technical skill, yeah. a lot yeah. of focus on sort of engineering the music. Yeah. How to uh, put all the pieces together to mm-hmm. create like sort of a, a coherent structure where um, all the instruments are doing exactly what they're supposed to do. And yeah. like the uh, the actual musical produ- production mm-hmm. part of it is very important, like getting the sounds that I want and sort of approaching it as if I'm some sort of scientist almost. And um, for you... There's less of that sort of masculine thinker and more of the kind of feminine feeling energy, right? In fact, like to me, your approach, while I deeply appreciate it and recognize its power, I find that that technical um, approach and that rigidness of of the structure or figuring out all those pieces to be like exhausting Mm -hmm. and a little overwhelming because for me, music... Um, flows in a very natural and very intuitive way and I kind of want to like step into the flow Mm. and I often like if I want to write music I'll feel annoyed that I have to like figure out chords and like work out the structure it's like I I would rather just kind of let things be or like uh, just not have to worry about all of that you know setting up the framework and, right. and how is this gonna right. happen you you care about the music itself yeah that's i mean that's how i would phrase it is you want to inhabit the music you yeah. want to channel it you want to be a, a conduit for that sort of magical energy that the music provides yeah and you don't have as much interest in the technical aspects or the gear or <laughs> um the theory of it or how you might master um, you know, creating the correct beat right. for this song. Right. Um, whereas that's a lot of things that I'm really interested in. You yeah. Know, like I play all the instruments really well. I yeah. play guitar and bass and drums. And, yeah. Um, 
I write a lot of songs. I know how to like construct the song from beginning to end, and mm-hmm. I have that all fleshed out really well. And a lot of different genres, I can like kind of understand how they work and what makes a song a rock song, and what makes a song a reggae song, and what right. makes a song a hip hop song. Like I yeah. can tell you what those things are technically, <laughs> um, and those things don't really interest you. No, but I would love to like you know sing different types of songs. Mm-hmm. But it's more like you know, drop me in you know, like the, the practice room and like have the band sort of figuring all of that out. And then like, yeah, I can jump into what's being created. Cause mm-hmm. that to me is like really fun. Like if, if I'm going to jam with my friends, I'd really rather not be playing guitar or bass. Like I, I can, but I'm not that good. And yeah. I, I would just rather flow and jam through my voice. Uh, and, and, and it's such a different experience, I guess, for a singer because you haven't necessarily built as much like technical skill. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not to say like a sing- singers don't practice and, you know, strengthen their voice and all those things. Um, but it's, it's just, a, it's a very different experience for me. And I sort of just desire to, um, come into relation with the music and kind of move through the emotion and the connection and explore kind of what I, what I sense from the music, which I think sometimes is interesting. Like when we write music together, it's Mm -hmm. like, I kind of like that you're like playing guitar and then I find like melody that I sense sort of in that structure. Right. Right. When we collaborated, it's sort of the the metaphor I sort of use is like, um, you're the seed, Mm. like you, you have the seed, but like I'm the person who like, builds the greenhouse and like has to like <laughs> take all the soil like put it in the car and like drive it to the greenhouse and like unload it and like <laughs> dig all the all the holes and then like plant the seed and like like water it for like mm-hmm. months yeah. to get it to grow <laughs> but like without the seed i don't have anything yeah so that's um kind of our different approaches to music and mm. also honestly our different approaches to a lot of the creative things we do it's true. You might even say this podcast, in some sense, I'm handling a lot of the technical aspects of the yeah. podcast and you were um, showing up, bringing your energy and handling some of the social mm, aspects yes. of the podcast. <laughs> and those energies can be uh, complementary for sure. Certainly. Um, but it's it's interesting how the music can reflect our personalities mm. in that way. And if you look around at the people you know, I'm sure you can see this is yeah. that people are interested in certain kinds of music. Mm-hmm. And if they've really invested time in finding their voice yeah. with, with the music they listen to, not necessarily as musicians, but just really seeking out the music they feel they like, mm. you will find that it, it probably reflects their personality in some way. It speaks to some aspect of their being, mm-hmm. to their to their structure, their experiences in life. Um, not always. But if it doesn't, that probably means that someone hasn't really actually spent much time trying to discover their voice. Yeah. Okay, so um, what we're going to do now uh, is play some songs. Yeah. Um, Not all the way through, little snippets. But we're going to kind of use this as a way to demonstrate what we're talking about is different forms of music, how they make us feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and how that reflects our personalities, perhaps, yeah. and other forms of music that we may have some aversion to. Yeah. Um, and exploring why there may be some aversion. And this, just to be clear to any audience members, this doesn't mean that we are uh, passing real moral judgment on <laughs> what we're going to play. We're not saying this music is bad and this music is good. We're trying to explore just on a personal level what music activates us yeah. and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. And just provide some examples. 
So this might be a little wacky, but we will give it a shot. So let's do it. So uh, first is uh, My Sweet Lord by George Harrison. And we're not going to play the whole thing, but you can kind of discuss what is it about this song that you like, Alyssa? <laughs> you like this song a lot. Already feel I, this I do like, too, but you. This like yeah. welling in my chest um, in, in a really like good way. Um, mm-hmm. I love George Harrison. Mm-hmm. <sighs> this is like such deeply uh, authentic and spiritual music to me. Um, so to me, like his 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 voice and his heart and his spirit speaks so much through his music. Mm-hmm. And and this song in particular, you know, uh, probably one of his most well-known songs, you know, explores this idea of his devotion to, you know, to God, you know, and um, the song is sort of has all these beautiful mantras that are woven through it. Um, This particular um, recording um, is done with with just um, that big, beautiful sound to it. Um, Right, it's the wall of sound. It's It's like a lot of thickness to the sound. It's very deep. Um, It's also very kind of bright yeah you, I've, the, for yeah. me that this music like really evokes this image of light yeah to me and yes. that, that's not only with just the positivity and the feeling of like benevolence mm. and beauty um but there also is the spirituality to it like it feels like it's really tapping into what it means to be human and live a good devoted life yeah. where you're really trying to be a good person and, and do what's right and um it's just interesting how the music evokes that yeah. very, very strongly. Almost like you're in a church, right? Yes, yes, it's yes. Like just kind of, I mean, they're saying hallelujah, that's, yeah. that's obvious. But <laughs> even without that, there is sort of this image of people, a congregation clapping their hands together yes. and yes. kind of praising the yeah. Lord together. There's Yeah, and this song being recorded with Phil Spector, that wall of sound that we're talking about, gives it that sense of, because it's like probably there's like two drum kits that it was recorded with, right? like probably like five guitarists, Mm -hmm. you know, they have all of these backing tracks with the vocals, and it's just creating an atmosphere uh, that's lifting you up, and you can kind of just be held in it and sort of moved through this beautiful, like I kind of feel like... I'm soaring through the air when right. I listen to this right. song. Right, open skies. Yeah, it's open like skies. The sun is out. Um, the call and response also yes, like has this sort powerful. of uh, this ritual, sacred congregation yes. that's happening. Yeah, he's People tapping into together. like the kirtan aspect because right. you know George Harrison was a huge yogi, so yeah. that's part of the ritualistic singing right. of, of of yogic music. So right, and I think it's safe to say George Harrison really found his voice. Yes, and that's that's what this whole album was about, yeah. really. Yeah, and we we could go on and on about the history of this album, but. Yes. Him finding himself and finally being like, this is my yeah. music. And you can tell it's like, this is who he is. It's like, it, you know, more so than like John Lennon. Yeah. He like yeah. is very edgy. Yeah. Very kind of like, <laughs> again, sort of like nihilistic, I would say. And kind of like tapping in sort of like the weirdness and kind yeah. of like the bullshit of yeah. like life. Yeah. But like, then you have like George, who's just like, he's just celebrating yeah. basically. And just Beauty feeling, and grace and you know, um, just a deeply spiritual, deeply religious um, man and that yeah. comes through in his music. All right, let's move on. Okay. So this is um, uh, Just Like Heaven by The Cure. Okay. It's a song I like. 
pretty popular song, should yeah. be familiar. But again, the rhythm of the song, very driving. Yeah. More driving than the last song. Yes. For sure. It's like Already higher has tempo. you sort of like moving in a, in yeah. a much different way. Right. So there's just a lot of energy to this. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily like dancing energy is as much just as kind of just like you just go with it. Like driving music. Like you might yeah. be in your car and cruising on the highway. There's feelings of, of speed and yeah. movement. Um, but with The Cure, there's also like there's so much romanticism. Again, yes. there's beauty. Yeah. There's emotion. Yeah. And for me, tying those together is usually the music I like. Mm. Feelings of um, passion, deep passion yeah. for life and being kind of youthfully active and athletic and energetic. Mm. And again, heroism is like, I think the best word I can use to describe it. It just feels courageous. Yeah. And yeah. It's kind of odd because I do feel this sense of like youthfulness to this song. Yeah. Um, and certainly, like, I, I did not grow up listening to The Cure, and yeah. I'm much older, or I, I'm not old enough to have grown up with it, you know, like, when it was released, but they're they're capturing something to me that feels like uh, the, the, the beauty of, like, a teenage summers, you know, right. um, of falling in love, yeah. and summer nights, you know, in high school and things like that. Right, right, and again, this is, that's very much how I feel. Mm. youthful energy lots of love lots of romance longing lots Mm. of longing but like feelings of positivity lust for life kind of thing so all right let's move on all right um another really popular song um don't worry baby by the beach boys yes i picked this song (laughs) i love the beach boys oh my god just uh this chorus of of voices in perfect harmony together Mm -hmm. is so powerful to me especially when you realize like how difficult it is to have like like four or five part harmonies like Mm -hmm. oh my god it's just in intense that all of these they were also talented right and that's that's an undeniable (laughs) aspect of the music is like you really if you can perceive what's actually being created here and the work that goes into it it definitely makes you appreciate it more and so there's this whole story behind the music that is very important um but again a lot of uh deep layers here so many different things going on at once and there's so much beauty yeah a lot of beauty and the beach boys they got a little psychedelic at some point but still lots of beautiful um journeying you know yes. like on yeah, the a beach of, a feeling obviously. of movement a lot with their songs yeah um, um i i always like to say that my earliest childhood music memory was me dancing on the couch with these big headphones on listening mm-hmm. to the beach boys i was probably right. like three or yeah. four um and i think that if you can capture the heart of a child that there's just something very pure that's going on yeah and that's what happened for purity. me yeah, purity yeah these boys definitely yeah. especially early stuff like purity, a lot yeah. of purity i mean even the lyrics yes. just like <laughs> like can't wait baby till we're married so maybe we can like spend the night together like maybe we'll find out like yeah and that's there's something about that that's in the music yeah. of like this innocence yeah and, innocence. um joy yeah Okay, um, next. So this is uh, Wuthering Heights by Kate Bush. Yeah, we had to include a Kate Bush song. Obviously. <laughs> no list is complete without Kate Bush. Um, but okay. you chose this. Yes, um, 
I, I wanted to include Cape Bush because there is something so incredibly extraterrestrial about her her music and her her voice and her soul as a musician it's so compelling and strange and powerful mm. and creative without like you know i will admit that kind of some of my aversions with music come from like kind of the the artistic music um like things are just very artsy i guess i should say you and know weird in weird. that way you mean kind of like yeah. disjointed yeah or doing something that's kind of like obtuse yeah yeah and um but kate bush kind of steps in and wears all of these many hats these different characters these this different way of singing tapping into all these strange complicated beautiful ways of using her voice and and it's still her and it's mm. uh, and it still keeps me with yeah. her and that can be difficult with with me right so she's very operatic yes very um, operatic and she's also very much her own person yeah. very very authentic so yeah. there's like a deep authenticity and like mystery to her yeah like what is this yeah. like where did this come from <laughs> yeah. and like in this recording she's like 17 18 yeah. something like incredibly that. young so really weird individual yeah. but just the um the kind of uh, again operatic there's like it's performative mm -hmm. it's almost like it's dramatic like yeah. it should be on stage yeah. lots of instruments that yeah. are kind of evoking that um, not quite over the topness but big yeah expansive yeah, it's and dramatic dramatic and, yeah um, okay um, move on okay this is uh, this is Call on Me by Eric Prides so we're going to try to kind of get into music perhaps that uh, causes a little bit of like an aversion. Sure. So uh, I like this yeah. because it's got this um, deep energy that just, you know, makes you want to like kind of like shake your hips and just kind of like, that's the point of the music, yeah. right? But, yeah. But you feel an aversion to this music. What would you say? How would you even describe it? Um, just repetitive and kind of you know, lacking a sense of of capturing like spirit. <laughs> mm -hmm. I think this is gonna get into a lot of like my psychology, mm -hmm. but like it it feels artificial. Um, you know, it's. Uh, it's you think this is repetitive? <laughs> I just feel like I'm being knocked over the head with something just over and Almost over like again each, each beat is like a club hitting <laughs> it's a you club. It's like, yeah. <laughs> I mean don't get me wrong like I get how you can like step into this and like uh, uh, yeah. yeah like moving your shoulders dancing jumping up and down mm. but like I I I lack like the the meaning and the beauty uh, maybe if I was like super drunk I would just be like yeah like this is great but even then yeah um, it's, it's, it's something I mean <laughs> the music we've chosen so far is very uh, it's very like ritualistic and like religious yeah, almost. Yeah. There's like this feeling of deep beauty and yeah. devotion to it. And when you get into this realm of music, I sort of feel like you're kind of getting away from like the ritual and like the sacredness right. and you're kind of getting towards more of like, it's like almost like it's an exercise like sure, or an athletic sure. event yes. or um, it's something that's sort of distilling Right, like here's the formula narrow emotion yeah, yeah. and just like pushing that button over and over again yeah um but yeah i feel like this is it's it, you don't you don't put this on to like 
perform a ritual mm, of like right. listening yeah. to music yeah. as much as you put this on because you want to dance. Yeah. And that's and that's interesting. Um, okay, we're gonna move on. So this is Nickelback. <laughs> and you're laughing because you like it. Um. No, I'm laughing. Um. Because it's bad. Because <laughs> it creates a lot of aversion. But the aversion to you is is that you're you find it hysterical almost. I am laughing a yeah. lot. <laughs> uh, Nickelback. There's, you could say it's like, well, he's just trying to do the same thing that like the Beach Boys are trying to do, just like yes. beautiful sounds and like powerful voice. Yeah. But there's again an in in inauthenticity, in right, to the voice. I think it's funny because I think you could even like look at the lyrics that they've chosen. Because yeah. I think it's always supposed to be like really meaningful. Like, look yeah. at this thing I did, yeah. Yeah. like whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there's just something that doesn't. That doesn't quite land. Yeah. And, um, and it's not even like, you know, the singer is bad, mm-hmm. you know, and the music's just terrible, but there's, there's just some elements coming together here that don't really speak to some sort of deep inherent truth, at least. Right. For me. So, again, we don't want to insult anyone who might be yeah. listening, but, um, if you're really into music like this, to me, it speaks a lack of depth. Mm. And I because the music, I don't think is very deep. And yeah. there's, there's not a real story there. Right. Yeah. Um, it's to me, it's like a, a book. Like it's like, oh, there's this book. It must have a story. And you open it up and it's empty. It's like yeah. all the pages are blank. Yeah. That's kind of how it feels to me. It's, mm. it's, there's, there's just it seems unlikely that you've really found your own voice. Yeah. If you're listening to a lot of Nickelback. Yeah. To me. But yeah. You know, preference. It's all preference. Um, okay, so we're gonna we're gonna move on to. Um, let's see. Oh God! <laughs> Just like really intense metal music. Um, I don't. Well, listen to the voice. It's really impressive, though, right? Um. I'm sorry. Okay, this me- metal really does sort of throw one for a loop because especially when I approach it trying to be objective like as a musician I'm like I cannot believe how insane it must be to play music like this yep. to scream like that to play the drums that fast right. to, 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 to shred on the guitar like a monster but it's it's really <laughs> I don't know what's going on on this song right now um there is there is something there again they're they're distilling something real. There's like there's always a kernel of truth within yeah. every genre of music and yeah. they're like they're distilling it to the extreme. But there's like a hyper masculinity here. Right. That it's actually going beyond being human to being sort of like an orc. Or <laughs> yeah. or like whatever for like Lord of the Rings, like whatever the orc is. That's like a real archetype, right? Sure. Like, what are we yes. tapping into? It's like yes. you're tapping into kind of like the monstrous version of humanity. Right, right. Just like the elf is sort of like the more elegant, sure. higher level sure. human. The yeah. orc is like something like lower and like um, impure and evil. And this is like tapping into that archetype musically almost. Right. And there's something very interesting about that. Yeah. I think one way you've explained it before also is it's like an athletic event. 
Right. That's that's definitely. I mean, that's another discussion because talking about people playing music very technically in mm-hmm. a way where they're almost they're not really into music as much as they're into sort of skill. Yeah. Or they're yeah. into athleticism. Sure. For instance, like playing drums is really fun. Yeah. But you might get lost in trying to have fun playing drums and forget about the music itself, mm. which is like a, a stereotype for drummers and bands. Mm. Um, but that's why music is such a weird thing. There's yeah. so many components to it. Yeah. Okay, we're going to move on. Um, let's see. I don't even know what you call this, but this is like uh, reggaeton or... Hmm. It's definitely... Um... You just don't even know what to say. You're, you're just <laughs> <I'm> speechless. speechless. <laughs> no, it's interesting. Um, I think like this music, as someone who also really loves to dance and sometimes feels like an aversion to music comes from the fact that like my body doesn't know how to move to yeah. it. This, like, I can already kind of sort of feel like, yeah, my shoulder's sort of, like, moving with mm-hmm. the beats. Like, it kind of, like, uh, brings up this fun, dynamic, light, fiery kind of energy to it. I think there's probably, like, versions or uh, of this genre that I would enjoy more. Because, like, uh, there's kind of, like, weird... Is that like Little John? I don't know. He sounds like he's like doing that. Uh, he's influenced by Little John <laughs> for sure. Um, culo means ass in Spanish. So they're just yelling ass oh, okay. over they're and over just again. Yelling uh, ass over and over the, again. The, uh, the, the Latin beats, there's sort of like a syncopation to them yeah. that makes it not so straightforward. Yeah. And that creates kind of a, I don't want to say like disjointedness, but it kind of creates this um, rocking motion yeah, yeah not like rock and roll but like of like you're going one way and then you stop yeah. and then you go then, again yeah. and you kind of like yeah. go that way for a while and then you stop and then you take another turn and that creates this energy that is kind of sexy kind yeah of yeah it's like, sexy yeah yeah there's a lot of um energy yeah, to it's a lot it. of movement sort um, of like in the hips as well you can yeah. feel it sort of like moving that way but it's interesting because it's not energy like a power pop song right it's not energy like the metal song mm-hmm. it's a different energy yeah. and even though it's a slower tempo it's still kind of getting this sort of shaking energy to it which mm. is really kind of hard to articulate yeah okay well maybe we'll do one more let's see this is new noise by refused He's got like a weird like these guys are like European or something, hmm. or um, there's kind of this feeling of like they've got like the the dance music kind of going on, but there's also like just like weird like. Oh my god! <laughs> like, and he's like screaming, um, and he's speaking English, but there's something about this like it's it's not quite punk, right? And it's not quite. Um, Screamo, there's mm. something going on here that's very unique and interesting, but it kind of reminds me almost like Rammstein. Like yeah, Rammstein. right, right, right. Um, just like that other place, like Eastern Europe, <laughs> like who knows what's going on over there? 
Yes, a whole blending of really strange things. It's kind of like the like a like a chimera. It's like the head of a dog and yeah. you know the tail of a snake and 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 I wouldn't want to sit and listen to it. So I feel. Anyways, um, we're running out of time. So uh, the idea is that music reflects um, personality type. It reflects mm, experience. Yeah. Music is very personal, but it's it's when you listen to music, you are inhabiting some sort of realm of feeling, yeah. realm of self-expression. Yeah. And so it's natural that you would want to inhabit a feeling or self or expression that resonates with who you are. Yeah. And yeah. we can see this in what we listen to and see it in what we don't listen to. And this can help you unpack your own personality, mm-hmm. kind of figure out who you are based on the music you listen to. Do you have a question for us? Do you have a dream you'd like us to analyze? Is there a topic you'd like us to cover? We want to hear from you. Contact us through a submission form, which can be found on our Instagram page at Golden Shadow Podcast. Or if you're listening on YouTube, you can find the link in the description down below. Thanks for listening. See you later. If you find this podcast useful, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash golden shadow podcast. Thank you.